0: So before Tuesday's practice, I was just going along with the flow as the team was preparing for their first game that kicks off in three days. By the time I was done attending practice Tuesday morning, I'm not sure how I'm going to make it through the rest of the week until we get till Saturday. I've got your latest practice report coming up, and that's what's coming up now on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you are watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we are free. And I so much appreciate you coming along for the ride. Without you, this show is just a waste of my time as well as yours. <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Tell a friend so they can hit that subscribe button. If you got some feedback? Let me know what you like about the show. Tell me what you don't like about the show. I've got some... Them- some pretty thick skin and some of you have been, uh, haven't been hesitant to let me know uh, what I need to work on and improve. And that's okay. That's how we get better. So I had prior obligations last week um, while the team was going through their mock week of practice. So Tuesday was uh, my first day back uh, as well as the media because we were, as you know, I've spoken about this many times. We get shut out quite often. Uh, last weekend was one of them. And I didn't realize how much I missed going to practices, uh, even with that limited access. And it's because of the stuff that happens before the horn sounds uh, and the music starts playing. When I say before the horn sounds, when you hear that loud horn blaring, practice has officially started. And prior to the horns, the horn going off, telling everybody hey it's time to get going uh you got this you got the music going out over the loudspeakers uh so if anyone's familiar with my practice reports uh over there on we you know um it's all about observations and, and the little things that uh tend to get overlooked you also know that uh i i like to be early And, um, I, I come from the philosophy that if you're, if you're on time, you're late. I like to be somewhere early and it's, it kind of pays off sometimes. Um, this early bird has a really cool anecdote that I'm going to share with you uh, that took place today on my way to practice. So Clark Stroud is the uh, director of football operations. He is literally Lincoln Riley's right-hand man. Nothing happens in that program without uh, Lincoln and Clark talking about it. He's he's kind of like his conciliary, however you pronounce that stupid word. Um, He's his advisor, his consultant. And... Something uh, to note was, um, well, I'm going to get back to that. So I'm walking to practice and I'm I'm actually on my phone kind of looking at some emails. And all of a sudden, uh, Clark walks up behind me and walks up to me and says, hey, got a cup of joe? You're ready to go. And uh, yeah, my coffee is very important to me in the morning. <laughs> so um, it, it was kind of neat that he recognized that we were, as we were, Kind of just taking our time walking towards Heritage Hall, you know, idle chit chat. I said, you know, you ready? Yada 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 yada. And I I mentioned to him, I said, you know, one of the things that uh, I really have noticed so far about Lincoln Riley is that you know you get you always get the the, the regular coach speak, but when he's talking, you can tell you can you can actually tell there's some genuine some genuineness to it. Um, and you can you can kind of filter through the coach speak and and really pick out what isn't. And he's like, yeah, you know, that's that's who Lincoln is. Um, he he's really not going to soft soap or, or sugarcoat things. He'll protect his players um, to a certain extent, but uh, what you get when Lincoln is talking is who he really is. I mentioned to him that you know there's a really big and em- big energy waiting for this game to start. And I I said, you know, Clark, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but when USC is winning, uh, they own LA. And that includes the professional teams. And he kind of gave me a look like or whatever. I, I said, let me put this into context for you. When Pete Carroll was coaching and during their halcyon years, you know, that 2004, 2005, 2003 to 2005, where you know, they had the 34-game winning streak, a couple of national championships. Heismans were coming out of everywhere. Um, Matt Leiner and Reggie Bush literally had to have their own private security detail getting them to and from practices. And he's like, really? It was that bad? I was like, yeah. That's what it's like in this town when USC football is winning. So imagine you will see football winning in a similar fashion with Lincoln Riley as the head coach. And you've got NIL now to help you guys out. Imagine how you guys can be kings and, and, and prince makers in this town when you're winning. So at this point, we literally had just arrived at the ramp that heads down to the McKay Center. And he just like, all right, dude, give me a fist bump let's blank and go. And he was on his way in to get started for his day. So um, I know I was pumped up. I think I had him appreciating a little bit more of the power of USC uh, when they're winning and, and, and the fans are like, they're, they're waiting for this. They know that there's an opportunity uh, for, obviously you're not going to, to, um, recapture what, what Pete did. That that was a very special time. But Lincoln and the staff have an opportunity right now to uh, to do it. Maybe not to that extent, but to really grab the city of L.A.'s attention and show them what USC can be again. Uh, the other thing that uh, I noticed um, when I got to practice today was the uh, the lack of players that were unavailable for practice, a.k.a. hanging out on Rehab Island. And that's a really, really good thing. The only, uh, there was only one O-lineman of note that I'll bring up, and that's because I alluded to it on a previous show uh, that depth might be affected. So Jason Rodriguez is on the shelf right now with a knee issue. Uh, hopefully he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, the rush end position has been um, one we've been keeping our eye on because it's been so on again, off again with uh, available bodies. So real quickly, um, Romelo lost his yellow jersey, and he was 100% ready to go today. It looks like he's going to be uh, at least first team rotation rush end for this first game. Corey Foreman is looking fast, and he's making his way up that rotation. I think he's running with the twos right now solidly. And Solomon Tulialpupu, he's wearing a couple of the big, heavy knee braces that you see linemen, offensive linemen typically wear. Uh, He's out there now, and he's fully suited up, fully padded with the rest of the team on Tuesday. And uh, we're hoping that he's going to get some run in this game. And then Julian Simon, uh, this is a guy I want you to remember his name. He's been healthy since he's arrived at USC. And I think he might have found a new home uh, with Roy Manning and that rush Russian group. Uh, you know, Lincoln Riley always talks about who keeps working and just eventually, you know, they find themselves as as a contributor as the season go, goes along. I think Julian Simon is going to fall into this category. Um, I, I'm not saying he's a late developing player, but he's that type of player that Lincoln Riley refers to. Like, hey, you know what? You might not be first team or second team, and I might ask you to be a part of the scout team at one, you know, one week to, to help get the team prepared, but you keep working and you're gonna find yourself in the rotation eventually. I think Julian is gonna be that guy. Um, my hunch was right with Dejon Benton. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow this this gut feeling I'm having, having right now as well. Team captains were uh, were released. After practice on Tuesday, Justin Didich, Shane Lee, Caleb Williams, and Tule Tule Pulo too are your four team captains for this year. Um, Justin Didich probably deserves this more than anybody. I am really happy for him. Uh, Personally, he's one of my favorite players. Uh, If you weren't aware of this, guys, uh, Justin was a goalie. In soccer in high school, and he also pole vaulted. So, um, two true stories. And like I said, if there's one player who truly deserves to be a team captain who has put in more blood, sweat, and tears, I can't think of anybody uh, who deserves it more than Justin. Um Thule has just grown not only as a physical player, but his his maturity. Um, is has grown leaps and bounds. He is one of the more vocal, vociferous players you're going to find, and uh, the fact that he's not afraid to lead by example and vocalize his feelings anymore uh, that's a great thing. Um, last you know, one oh, I'm not going to rehash last year, I, I think I've spoken about it before. Um, Justin is a team leader and going into the last game against Cal uh, is when he really personified himself. And I think that's what really, really stuck out in this coaching staff's mind and wanted to make sure that he was a, a team captain, but the team voted on this um, Caleb Williams, Shane Lee, the impact that these guys have had uh, in the locker room cannot be overstated and cannot be overstated. So enough said on those guys, um, at the end of practice, I was able to ask Lincoln Riley about the depth chart and if there's any reluctance to release it uh, as of today, Tuesday. And he said he didn't want to sound like a hypocrite um, because he's constantly telling the guys, hey, you know, we're working hard on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So why should I release a depth chart before, you know, these guys are done competing? Uh, they'll get a chance to kind of ease up a little bit on Thursday um when they go back into, you know, shells. But the in a nutshell, the depth chart will be released on Wednesdays going forward every Wednesday per Coach Riley. So bet on that and then on head on over to betonline.net because betonline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season. You can find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's this year's opening week games. That's a mouthful. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your sports, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bed online where the game starts. Okay. So Alex Grinch defense coordinator, he might not be everyone's, he might not have everyone's total confidence, 100%, at least from the fans. And there are still some skeptical in the, in the media. Um, but his players understand, and they have complete confidence in in him. Uh, they they understand um, what Grinch demands, and when he wants more. Uh, look, uh, I think USC found a as close of a facsimile to Coach Ogeron as they're going to find. There's only one Coach O, and there should only be one Coach O. But uh, I think our Grinch is a close replica. So if you like that old school, you know, growling, grunting, you're, it's never good enough uh, type of coach who's willing to sprinkle in some colorful language, uh, then Grinch is the right guy. And uh, I think he's, I think he's the right guy for this team right now. Uh, when you compare him to the previous staff. Uh, 180 degrees from from what we've had recently I'm not saying he's better or worse he's just different and i think he sends the right i think his message resonates really well right now um for instance when the defense was doing uh their scout team work against well the ones and twos and the regular defense was going up against the scout team offense if uh, a player messed up, or if Grinch just didn't like the effort, uh, the defense just stopped right there. He blew the whistle, stop, drop, did some push-ups. Um, so that was, uh, you know, if his if his language and his way of speaking doesn't get the message across, the uh, the work, not the extra work. The, the work that you have to do to impress the coach will get the message across, or you will receive the message one way or another. Um, If you really want to get one of the best and probably one of the most detailed uh, analysis of, of Grinch's defense, when you're done here over on Locked on USC, head on over to werc.com and check out Kevin Bruce. Uh, He's, Every week, he's going to give you a detailed analysis, breakdown. Uh, He's a former team captain and linebacker on John McKay's teams. And he can break this down so that even a Bruin can understand this. I mean, the guy just has a way about him. He really knows his X's and O's. So I encourage everybody, take advantage of that while you can. What you're going to find out is Grinch runs a 3-4 or, you know, he likes to to uh, to mesh it with like the, that that uh, 335 alignment that you see the, that attacking style um, he really likes um, the I, I think the biggest aspect of his defense is he likes athleticism fast speedy guys. now with that said um, we're gonna see how that translates when the depth um, starts to get better and I'm going to assume bigger, and when I say bigger, I'm talking, you know, guys you want in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line, Uh, especially as, you know, the USC works their way towards the Big Ten Conference in a couple of years. Uh, You're going to need to get bigger. So, yeah, you still want to be fast and athletic, but you're going to have to start adding some girth uh, down in those trenches. So we'll see how that goes. Again, this is the defense he has to work with now. He's kind of making lemonade, not out of lemons, but he's he's working with what he has. Um, remember the 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 class that Lincoln Riley brought in, very small freshman class, twelve guys, a big transfer portal, and I'm actually going to go over some of those players in in our final segment here when I go over the depth chart. So um, again. The defense, I, I think we're gonna be okay. It's I, I said this before. They don't have to be great. Yeah, you want them to be great. You want them to be elite, you wanna have a championship level defense. This year, they need to be serviceable. They need to be good enough to get off the field uh with a with more stops than the other team. You give Lincoln Riley's offense two or three extra opportunities to score, that should be enough to win the games you need to this year against this schedule. Okay. So looking forward to the depth chart that's going to be released uh, Wednesday, uh, I'm assuming after practice, Um, I'm not really going to go out on a limb here, but I'm going to say that the O-line, the first string starting O-line that runs out on the field for that first series against Rice, left to right, Cortland Ford, left tackle, Andrew Voorhees left guard, Brett Nylon at center, Justin Dietrich right guard, Jonah Meinheim at right tackle, and Bobby Haskins is going to be standing there on standby if if somebody, one of those bookends isn't getting the job done uh, the way that Josh Henson, Lincoln Riley, or, or the staff uh, believe they should be. Uh, Jordan Addison, Mario Williams, and Gary Bryant Jr., I believe, are going to be the three wide receivers. And I'm going to go with a split backfield. Travis Dye, Austin Jones, obviously Caleb Williams at quarterback. So there's your starting 11. I'm saying a split backfield only because that tight end H-back role is, I don't know how defined it is at the moment with uh, the depth, with injuries. Um, I did see Ethan Ray running some tight end. I think. Not sure if it was scout team or not, but I did see him running some tight end today. Good to see. Um, I, I think your the wide receiver position though is going to see the most rotation throughout this first game. There's a lot to work with. And you know, and hopefully midway through the third quarter, pardon me you're going to see the entire uh, second string and backups playing through the rest of the game. Uh, I'm going to go backup O-line, left to right, Bobby Haskins, Gino Quinones, left guard, Andrew Malek at center, right guard. This is where things are a little dicey with uh, Jason Rodriguez um, on, on the bench with a knee injury. We have so, it's so hard for us to see what's going on with that offensive line group when they're over there in the far corner. Um, But I think Mason Murphy is definitely your second string tackle at right tackle for the time being. He'll either be at left or right, depending on what side um, Bobby Haskins is uh, rotating in on. And then I think Darwin Barlow at uh, running back obviously is going to be able to pick up a good 50 to 60 yards worth of of action in this game on the ground. Uh, he better be able to pick up that much. Um, and I, I think we'll see him maybe even sooner than the third quarter. But if we listen to the way the coaches have been talking, they're looking for the workhorse type of guy. They're not looking to rotate running back. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. Defense. I on. I think your first string rotation is going to be Rush and Romello Height, uh, Tuli Tuiapelotu, Dejan Benton, and I'm going to go out on a limb here a little bit and say Brandon Peely is going to be lining up over the ball. Don't know why. I think they want to give it a shot. He's been he's in shape. He's been putting in extra work after practice, getting some running in. Yada yada yada. At linebackers, Shane Lee, um, Eric Gentry, and here's a here's a name I'm gonna put out there. To a CV Nomura. I think he's gonna run with the ones. If not the ones, he's gonna be with the twos. So if not Nomura, slide and go forth, Raylan go forth. Your secondary, uh, you're gonna have Makai Blackman and CR Wright at corner. Max Williams, Kalen Bullock, and Jalen Smith will be your safety trio combo. Uh I think we did see um, Max at free, Kalen in the box, and Jalen at nickel uh, when they were going up against the scout team initially. A lot of safety movement back there. Grinch has to love the versatility he has with this group. Uh, Corey Foreman, I think, is going to be your second guy at the rush end. I mentioned Julian Simon a little while ago. Keep an eye on him. The linebackers are a little thin right now. So um, with go forth and rotating in, you also see a Rayjean Davis. Uh, It's really important that, that the backups get as much work as they can in this, in this game against Rice. Um, They're going to need to be developed as the season goes on because attrition is going to hit this team. Injuries happen. Guys have got to get up to speed. Your second string D line, I'm going Nick Figueroa, Tyrone Tulaney, and Stanley Taufo. Uh, as far as your secondary, Jacoby Covington and Prophet Brown, I think will be your corners. Anthony Beavers, Marion Gordon at safety. And I'm not quite sure yet who they're going to slide in there at nickel. I got to see who's healthy uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday practice Um I'm hoping uh, Zavian Alford is going to be able to to get in there. Maybe Fabian Fabian Ross is the guy. Who knows? Um, You can check out the whole team for yourself on Saturday because uh, Trojan Walk is back. And they're going to be starting at the top of the peristyle. So if you want to get there to um, welcome the team back, the 2022 season as they enter the Coliseum, marching down the peristyle. Get there at 12.15 because the routine will be 2 hours and 45 minutes before kickoff the team will arrive. So, 3 p.m. kickoff against Rice. You want to form that uh, that human tunnel for the players? Be there at 12.15. I'm going to be back tomorrow for another episode of Locked on USC because you get us five days a week. However, when you're done with this episode of Locked on USC, uh, head on over to YouTube and check out uh, the, you can go check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022. It's an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts of the Locked On Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Locked On Bets, all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview. You can search for your Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, you know the routine. We're done here for this show. You've got Locked On USC as your first listen. You're going to go check out that Ultimate Pro Football Review 2022 at your earliest opportunity. And then you're going to head on over to WeAreSC.com. We've got a free one-week subscription special. Check it out. Man, three more days. USC versus Rice. I cannot wait. And I'm sure you can't either. Until then, fight on, everybody.